Welcome to Live Laugh Lorazepam, the mental health podcast that absolutely no one asked for, but we needed. I'm Abby. And I'm Julie. We hope that sharing our stories will help erase the stigma behind mental illness and potentially save lives. Join our mental health conversation twice a month on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Welcome back to episode three. We are beyond excited to be back for the third time. We hope you're still listening. This uh, episode topics, um, I am really emotional right now, so I have a feeling I just need to cry. So we're going to talk about uh, needing to cry, and we're just kind of let it flow from there. Uh, but we're also going to talk touch upon triggers. Um, like for me, I have triggers for anxiety and depression. Abby has triggers for anxiety. Uh, and the last thing we're going to talk about is just being in your emotion. Um, we're excited to be back and let's get to it. So, so, so I, I might just start crying now. (laughs) I have so much emotion inside of me and I've been feeling it all day and I just want to cry. And now talking about even more, my eyeballs are getting wet. (laughs) It sounds really funny. So gross. Uh, I actually just started crying thinking about it. Um, I'm in a very emotional spot right now, and I just need to cry. Yeah. And, like, it's building up inside of me, and I feel more and more tense if I don't let it out. Right. Because, like, you're clearly feeling something, and your your body needs that, like, some sort of release of emotion. Yeah. Like, I used to, like run from this like I didn't want to feel this way I thought you meant literally I was like when were you a runner wow never (laughs) though no that's a lie when I was in my really bad spot like eight years ago I would have so much emotion built up inside of me I would want to run I remember looking at my mom be like mom I need to run like I don't get this but I need to run I didn't I mean yeah I ran the whole time during my depressive state until I ended up just sleeping for hours and hours. That's so funny. That was like, everyone kept telling me, oh my gosh, you look great. And you're like, you Even after I'd stopped understand. running, I was like losing weight like crazy because I was so unhealthy. And people were like, oh my God, you look amazing. And I was like, I just dropped 20 pounds in like a few months. I was like not healthy. But running, you're right. I was like, I just need to like go. I, I didn't get it. And like, I wish I kind of did to let that out but it bottled up more and more inside of me Mm. and I mean I think that that we weren't planning on talking about this but I think that's what led to me being suicidal was like it was just I couldn't find an outlet and I wouldn't accept it and it just stayed right because people release that those emotions those feelings those overwhelming feelings they release them in different ways like I would sob my eyes out no matter where I was and couldn't stop. And then I would get like make myself sick because I couldn't breathe. And like I would like panic have and I didn't know there were panic attacks, but I was having panic attacks. And isn't it crazy that you don't yeah. know what they are? Had no idea I even had anxiety. I got diagnosed with depression for over a year and a half before someone was like, I think you definitely did have depression, but I think you like clearly have anxiety and it's still going on. Oh my God, we are complete opposites. I don't think we were talking about this. For my entire childhood, I always was just like, I'm anxious. That's the only word I knew because yeah. people told me I had anxiety. And then it wasn't until like right up before I was in the hospital that I think it kind of clicked that I was depressed because I was like, the only word I knew was anxiety. That's so funny. But no, I was beyond depressed. Like, yes, like you said, you had depression. I had anxiety, and I still have anxiety. But no one ever mentioned the depression. So oh, that's I, so funny. Oh, my gosh. We literally swapped. Yeah. Or <laughs> <laughs> do you want it back? No, like, <laughs> no. No. Um, snap, crackle, pop, rice, crispy. So, me going back to crying? Yeah, to give some context for everyone listening, um, Julie just walks in my apartment today and is like, I need to cry. (laughs) Just sort of like announced it. 
um, like today is Monday. No, she's like, I need to cry. I was like, oh, okay. Um, and I think people that experience mental health can sort of relate to that. Like if I were to ask you like, oh, what's wrong? I don't know. Like you don't know. Like there's nothing, you're not pinpointing like, oh, I had a fight with someone. I'm mad. Or like something happened at work and I'm mad. There's no like cause. And I think sometimes the confusion of not knowing why we want to cry can like panic people. And it certainly panicked me. It makes it worse. Yeah. Yeah, Because then I'd be racking my brain. Like, what is wrong? What is wrong? Like, why am I acting like this? Like, I would feel horrible. I would force, um, my husband and I would force him to, like, leave a social event because I couldn't handle it. And I'd be sobbing. And he'd be like, how do I fix this? What's wrong? Like, how do I fix it? And I'd be like, literally nothing. Nothing's wrong. And I don't know why. And then not knowing caused so much more anxiety it made you what i'm assuming like it would make me angry i don't know so angry angry at yourself because you're like there's no reason and you're like why can't i stop like what is like what is and it's definitely what is wrong with me is like constantly something i would say and then i i felt like a burden that was my thing is like i always felt like a i was like i'm a burden on at the time my boyfriend i'm a burden on my family like i am out of control and like i'm not doing right by them and I'm a burden on them and I had like major guilt over it because I couldn't figure out what was wrong with me but sometimes it's built inside of us you just need to cry yeah it's just sometimes there's no reason you just need to cry like right here I'm like honestly kind of feeling like nauseous right now just because I feel like it's all inside of me and I need to let it out and I know I will like talking about it but there's like just something that like I need the push to be like okay let this emotion out um I mean I'm in one of my comfy spots I'm at my best friend's house we're sitting under a kitchen table I have like I should be absolutely fine but I just am sad it's almost like you need to like give yourself permission to like release the emotion or to cry it out or or do whatever you need to do I mean if you some people want to scream into a void <laughs> like when I was really like in a like I always wanted like when I was in a really bad spot I always wanted to be like the person that was screaming to the pillow honestly like this is not healthy but I wanted to be the person that punched the wall I wanted some way to release it I have fake thrown my fist into a wall thinking yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna punch through it and I couldn't and it would make me more aggravated that I couldn't get the energy out of me and like it wasn't like physical energy like oh yeah let's go work out it was I just needed some way to release my emotion and I thought punching a wall would do it granted I never did and it pissed me off then but I'm like no I'm glad I didn't learn that way to right because then that's a learned behavior of coping like okay I need to smash something which I mean I don't want to like dive too deep into um this topic but like sort of like the the gender roles that our society places on children or like boys it's like okay yeah just fight it out or punch it out or run it out or whatever or like go play some sports get your head in the game blah, 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 blah. like I I think that like men in general are told to like handle it that way and women it's like quiet just stop like hide hold it. it in hide it when in reality like we should all be able to release whatever tension or stress or whatever is bothering us even if we don't know what it is in healthy ways um but I actually I ask Phil this all the time when we're when we have like too much energy or we're overwhelmed or something I'll say are you is your head overwhelmed or is your body overwhelmed or are you head tired or are you body tired or like is it head energy or body energy because in my mind those two things are very different when he's like vibrating with energy or upset or something he goes for a run it is a like a physical action that he needs to take to release that energy for me it doesn't work like that I need to like clean the house and feel like I have control over something and I've organized something or I need to cry and do nothing and give myself permission to do nothing and just like be there um I'll be like, I mean, this is what this is for. And I'm, I'm going to always say that this is what this is for. It makes me feel better about saying things. 100% honest right now. I'm having trouble focusing because I'm so in my head. And like I'm tapping my foot and trying not to tap loud enough that my <laughs> mic can pick it up. 
I am in such a spot right now that I like on the drive here we like kind of have topics like ideas that we're going to talk about but in my head I'm like I don't want to talk about that right now I'm like I just want to cry yeah and it sucks does Um, crying make it feel better yeah I think it lets it out um so cry it's like I'm trying to I'm not trying to (laughs) but like I want to let him out but I feel like it's like kind of talking about the not that it's an elephant in the room but like I'm so aware of it right now that I can't yeah you're too in your head so now you can't actually yeah and it's making me feel sick in other ways like I'm like just feel gross we also just ate some questionable food for dinner so we there didn't. might be that. No, I can't. I don't think so. But yes, we no, won't. No, but we won't you can cry. I have a box of tissues here for you. Don't cry in the equipment. Um, <laughs> stuff was expensive. But I don't think I have enough tears to break it. But I mean, over time, yes. What, el- what else do you do to like release the emotion other than crying? Um, one thing I have found throughout the years is I love sad music. Um because I feel like it gives me a reason for my tears. Like, I'm like, right now I could totally listen to some sad music, and I feel like my tears, like, they're already there. Like, my eyes are swelling up, and it would just, the stories would make me cry. And I could never figure out why I loved sad music so much. And then it came to me that, like, it gave me the reason I was looking for, because with my depression... There is no reason outside of depression. And I, c- I couldn't stick with that. Like, I was like, that's not the answer I want. Right, because if you don't know why you're crying, if you give yourself a sad song. It makes it like, oh, that's like, the reason. That's why I'm crying. Yeah. Okay, I can cry to this. Also, it's sort of like you just said you're in your head. Listening to the song and listening to the story in the song takes you out of your head. It forces you to, like, think about something else, which is still sad and lets you cry. But, like, you're not ruminating in your own head. Yeah. Or, like, so I'll do that, like, sad songs that I don't relate to, and then sometimes I will hear a song and I fully relate to it, and I'm like, it makes it feel even better. Like, I'm not crying about someone else's story. I'm like, oh, this fits. I relate to this. Yes. Or like, yeah, I totally And, like, it, the more that you're not alone feeling, which is my saving grace is realizing I wasn't alone. Um, being in the hospital, like, the, my biggest thing that I say saved me is realizing other people felt the same way and I hate that other people feel the same way and I wish no one else did but it was a saving grace it's validating yeah it's It's validating to be like oh I'm not the only one struggling because you're told like growing up like you like the word crazy was with mental health or hysterical yeah hysterical for women and like I I was like so I had all these views on mental health and I didn't see it as like an actual sickness and Jesus my brain is not working I'm just zoning out no but it is it's a it's a disease it's not just like yeah I can come and go but I think mental health in general should be treated as like an entire part of health like it's your brain like your brain runs the rest of your body why aren't we focused on that right taking care of that like it's because people can't see it physically until it leads to the point when you're made yourself sick that it's so bad yeah in like a holistic sense yeah. your body and your mind are in, like connected your your mind right now is making you feel nauseous because you're so overwhelmed with emotion in your head and so like those are those two things are clearly connected so like we should be treating them as though they are both vital and talking to each other and important yeah 100% um, I realize I also say 100% a lot, but we should add them all up. <laughs> it's a game. How many times? Let's see if we'll ask on snap stories, not snap stories, Insta stories. How many times did Julie say 100%? Um, and like this episode may seem more rambly, um, but I didn't have it in me to, to talk about a full organized topic right now. I think that's okay. I mean, the whole point of this episode is to be honest about mental health. That's the point of it. It's to talk about it and normalize it. And so if that means that we need to experience it in the moment and talk through it when it's happening, 
other people are probably listening like, oh my God, yeah. I cry randomly too. Or like I make myself sick because I can't cry. Or I listen to music and that makes me cry and then it makes me feel better because it gives me a reason. Like those are relatable things. Like you're not living in a vacuum, you know? Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> and like I like I don't want to leave and I, I, I love talking to you and doing this podcast, but I know when I put sad music on on my way home yep. is where I will find my relief. My right. windows will be down. But my AC will be on. <laughs> I know gas prices are high, but it's how I... I'm like, I, wow. Humidity is real. Uh, and I can't stand just feeling heat, but I love my windows down. But that's how I'm going to de-stress on my way home. Yeah. And that's how I'm going to let it out. Like, windows down, music on. And I actually get to a point where I'm, like, close to home that I'm like, I wish I had more time to drive. Yeah. I'm not going to drive more because gas prices. But there's some thing with music and driving that even when I'm not in a sad mood, it's like healing. Yeah. And just made me think, like, so much of my healing is music-based. Do you feel better, like, thinking about and making a plan for how you're going to... I did just feel a little relief. I, I don't know if you can see, like, see it in my face. I see it in your face, yeah. And I was like... Oh, like, like I have that moment waiting. You literally for me. just made a plan for how you're going to cope with how you're feeling right now, so I that do you feel can lighter. get through this moment. You you verbally out loud in the moment just made a plan with how you're going to cope, and then that you acknowledge that it's going to make you feel better by the time you get home, or you'll be home and then you'll have had that moment. Like I just watched that happen on your face <laughs> in real time. That was amazing. It's funny, the second you said that, like, I was like, oh, I feel lighter. <laughs> and, like, I might stop for, like, a moment and, like, take some deep breaths, like, while you're talking. Do then, your, like, what is it? Diaph- diaphragmatic breathing. Thank I you. might be saying it wrong. I mean, I was going to, like, make up a word if you didn't say it. So I call it belly breathing. We're so. going to go with belly breathing. <laughs> I just need to, like, center myself. All right, and, like, you take some deep breaths. Okay. And then I'm going to ask you about triggers afterwards, but I'll talk about my triggers first. Um, I think everyone who experiences depression and anxiety has different triggers and they sort of manifest in very different ways. Um, I'm a pretty social person, but I also really love my alone time. And like, I don't know if there's something in between being introverted and extroverted, but I get my energy from being alone. But I do love being around the people that I love. Um, but for me, triggers are never used to be crowds, but it's more related to sound. Um, and like if it's noisy and I'm overstimulated by noise, like from multiple directions around me. So like concerts, crowded bars, um, even like a restaurant sometimes when there's too much happening. I was, especially when I wasn't doing well, I was like, very easily distracted, I guess. And that would set me off. Like we, there are so many times I feel so bad looking back on it, but there were so many times where we'd be at a social event. We'd be there for like 10 minutes and I would be so overwhelmed with the noise that I would start crying. Like I would just like look at Phil and I'd be like trying to breathe through my nose, like in through my nose, out through my mouth or whatever the heck it is. And then I would like look at Phil and he'd take one look at me and I'd be like wiping tears away. Like, no, I'm okay. I'm okay. Everything's okay. And he'd be like, everything is not okay. But I would get so overwhelmed by it. And I I will say that like getting on medication certainly has helped, but I still get like, like there was a point where he was worried to take me to the St. Paddy's Day parade. Because he was like, I don't know if you'll be able to handle it because it's loud and it's outdoors and there's a lot of people. And where there's a lot of noise, there's usually a lot of people. So now that I've kind of like the two of those things sort of are hand in hand. So when there's like a big crowd, I get like a little anxious because I'm I'm like anticipating the noise. Um, like you're pre Yeah, I'm like pre-panicking to my panic attack. And I will say like medication has absolutely helped. Um, but it's almost like my trigger then changed. It like morphed. It got used to the medication and was like, oh, haha, you thought you beat me with this medication. And now I can be in crowds and now I can be at concerts and I'm 
you know, I take some deep breaths and cope while I'm there. And if I'm uncomfortable, sometimes I need to just step outside the room. Um, but now I get panic attacks for no freaking reason. Out of nowhere, in the middle of the day, wham, bam, all of a sudden I'm having heart palpitations. And so with those ones, I have no idea what the trigger is. And I think sometimes we don't. Right. And it's the same thing with like the needing to cry or needing to like release energy. The not knowing where it's coming from is so frustrating. Like so, so frustrating because then I don't know how to solve it. And I'm very much a solver. I want to solve the puzzle and I can't solve the puzzle if I don't have the pieces. And so now it's very frustrating. Thankfully, you know, I don't cry at social events anymore. That would get kind of awkward and a little old after a while. Um, but I still sometimes get overwhelmed by just noise in general, especially if I'm tired um, and, you know, need to, like, take a minute to breathe. But I will say, like, I never experienced panic attacks until this past fall. And I, to this moment, do not know where the heck they're coming from. They um, I have similar ones um, to noise, which I don't think I've, I fully ever, like, truly think of them as noise, but I when I'm it's not like large groups like concerts um it is restaurants sometimes if I can't escape my like if it's I don't even know how to explain it it's like not escaping the situation but I guess it is I just get overstimulated and panic and it's not my full-blown panic attack do you like check out I start getting antsy and shaky and Mm. people can people usually my mom can tell that I'm not in the best place. And we were actually just talking about this. You went to a restaurant the other day. And I was in that same restaurant months ago with oh someone. Gosh, yeah. And they realized I was panicking. And I was just overstimulated. Restaurants are hard because there's so much noise. I get distracted by, like, other people's problems. I don't know, like, what that is. But it's like, I'm, like, watching the waitress. Like, does she going to drop something? Like, is someone over there trying to, like, flag? I, like, want to solve all the issues that are happening around me. And so then I can't concentrate on what Phil's trying to say to me over dinner. And I'll be like, huh. And I'm, like, looking around, like, oh, my gosh. Oh, what's going on over there? And then he's like, did you hear me? And it's like, I'm listening to, like, I feel like I'm at five different tables listening to five different conversations because I, like I cannot concentrate at all. I'm so concerned for like the the staff. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because I've like worked in service jobs before, but I I'm like, are they okay? Do they need help? As if I'm gonna get up and start working. Like I have no idea what that is. I'm so opposite. I turn in, and I don't. Nothing else on the outside matters. I'll be sta- like I was staring at this girl's face, having a full blown conversation, not listening to a word she said because inside. I was panicking and it had nothing to do like the sounds didn't start it the sounds were a trigger to release it like I oh, knew I had not been feeling a hundred percent before going but I went and and it got worse it got worse with the too many my senses were going crazy like my I just couldn't like just snapped like and I was just like oh god and she noticed yeah. and she's like we're gonna leave and I was like no no I'm good and we sat for a little bit longer finished our drinks and then we left yeah and like I'm very thankful that the person was like I see this yeah like we don't we're have to stay here any out. longer than you need and I felt bad I kept apologizing I'm like no 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 because I did want to be there but I was overstimulated in my trigger set me spiraling mm-hmm. and it wasn't a full-blown panic attack it was like a mini it's like a mini panic attack but what do, what do you do when you're having a panic attack like in public versus at home um breathing again like i'm gonna just like ha- like just stick yeah. on that breathing um and i try if no one is there that is noticed i just kind of if I can, like, if I'm at, like, an event, like, I can pull myself away, I'll do that. Um, like, I was at something the other day, and I just was not, I was not in a good spot, and I was triggered by it, and I just pulled myself out to the side, and, like, someone was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I just, I just need a minute. It's too much for me right now. And I didn't have to go into detail. I was just like, yeah, I just need a minute. Because you don't have to apologize or explain yourself. If you need a minute and you're somewhere that you can step away. I think people feel like they need to have a reason 
or yeah. like an excuse or like oh no no i'm just out here to uh like do something <laughs> and it's like if you just need a minute all you have to say is like i need a breather give me five like let me step out for and a we as a like a society should normalize that they'd be like okay do you need do you want to talk about it do you want me here with you or do you want me or do you want alone time like i, I think we should all feel more comfortable to like ask each other that and say that to each other um and i think our generation usually is i think it's like tougher with older generations um because they want to they're like why what's wrong with you just or, like, a minute. get inside what are you doing I'm like, uh, no, I need, like, I need this in order to stay here. So you're going to give me five minutes. And you're I'm like, I breathe. And you want to stay. Right. Like, you want to go like, back so in. L- let me take my time. Yeah. Um, so that's my big thing. Yeah. It's just like not involving myself in conversation. Sit, like, just time. Yeah. Um, so, sound, like, sound is one of my triggers. Uh, but my biggest one is scents and so smells like oh right you mentioned that earlier when i like lit a candle yeah i had to blow the candle out what what is it about scents that sends you off i don't know and like some psychiatrist could be listening to this and being like what is this track back they're down fully to? diagnosing us like through this podcast we know we're <laughs> mentally ill that's why we have the podcast send us a message on how we can cope better (laughs) i have a therapist no one's taking her place so stay out of my dms for that um no for me um it always like i when my anxiety was really bad as a kid it was always like based around death and just Mm. losing people and i think certain smells from when i was a kid just kind of bring that back i don't in my head i don't feel that like that the same things i was back then but the panic comes in like mm. that okay there's a body wash that i can't have in my house oh my gosh what is it it's i don't want a brand but it's like an almond we're gonna make like enemies with large brands is what you're yes. saying <laughs> Just we're not naming brands um so wait does if it's an almond body wash does almond smell like baked things or no, like other no, things bother you this because it's just a specific just this body wash oh. there's other scents that do it too yeah one day I'm like my mom bought it for not remembering um and this was years ago and I was like hell it's been years I'm gonna use this yeah I shower I get out I, I change I step into my living room and I'm like expletive I don't <laughs> <laughs> like I like we can make this explicit if we need to but I don't need to drop the bomb but I was like damn i was like mom i don't know what's wrong with me right now and then i just lost it like oh my bawling gosh. my eyes out and my mom was like go take your lorazepam <laughs> um but she used the brand name uh in which i always like wait till the very last minute to and sometimes yeah, she has too. to remind me that i'm like you that's what it's there for um i'm so scared of um like my doctor like scared me when they gave it to me they were like Oh, yeah. it's habit forming, so don't take it unless you absolutely need it. I've I had it t- having to be like Abby. You're yeah, you to were take like, it. you need to take it. You're having a panic attack, and I was like, no, I only have to take it when I really need it. And you were like, you're not breathing though. I feel like this might be the moment. <laughs> this is the moment. To I've take taken it. it once since she gave it to me months ago because I'm like, she like put the fear of God in me about like habit forming, and I'm so scared of like creating because i do feel good on it so i'm like yeah. i don't want to I'm, I'm scared of that but you clearly needed it in that moment so oh, yeah. i'm she glad was like, you took it take that and sh- go shower again oh so i had because it was like it was stuck on me like that the, the, did like, she know did she know like right yeah away? I, I had said i was like i thought i could use it oh got it okay um she's just like get that off of you like yeah she's like my mom's amazing she was just like take just shower use a different body wash like reset uh and afterwards i was able to calm down but in that time i was like in my panic attack i was too exhausted to shower so she was like go she had to like push you push me to one take lorazepam two shower and um it was a lot like to this day like this was years ago and like in my inside of me right now i'm like that's so interesting um but then like there's a hand soap 
that it always like just it doesn't send me in a panic attack it just like ah like i just well, like the scent is so connected to memory yeah and i can't picture the memory right but like your body is remembering something that your brain isn't remembering so like i i do a lot of writing for like alzheimer's and dementia patients and they talk about the importance of like specifically sound like music triggers mm-hmm. something in your mind that will pull out a memory that they may not like be able to articulate or even remember having and the same thing is with scent especially around like food or things you put on your skin like things you feel you smell along with your own body scent yeah so like the, the body wash the hand yeah soap. the hand soap like something in your home that touches you so like your blanket or like uh, a can or a candle that like your mom used to light but like they might not remember the memory but they remember the feeling which is why like if they had good memories around Christmas time, the smell of Christmas might make them happier. Yeah. And so, like, you're clearly having the same reaction where... Which I think is just, like, I was so anxious as a kid when we had this body wash that... It's, like, taking you back there. Yeah, it's, like, here you go. It's packaged up in this (laughs) nice, lovely body wash. Um, And at the time... Childhood trauma in a body wash. There you go. (laughs) That's the smell, childhood trauma. Which it wasn't, like, yeah. Um... But my mom is, ve- like, hashtag 29, still live at home, which I'm very thankful for because it makes me be able to live the life I want to live. Also, mental health, why I'm home. Also, like, there's nothing oh, wrong no. with living with family. I, I mean, talk to myself like, about that often. You do quite a bit. It's not like you're mooching off your parents at all. Like, <laughs> Tell John that. Yeah, I'll pass it on to John. She's cooking and cleaning for you. Come on. John, that's my dad. Hi, dad. Um... But yeah, my big trigger is smells. But like you said, then there's the good smells. Like I, the smell of rain in the summertime mm. brings me pure joy because I love playing in the warm summer rain. Mm. Um, Pine trees for me. It's like oh, the New entrance Hampshire. into New Hampshire, our family cottage up there. Which is funny because I have mixed memories of that place. Not all of them are good. Not all of them are bad. But it reminds me of like getting away and turning off like my phone for a weekend and yeah. just like being in the water and the the semblance of family maybe not the exact like feelings of arguing with my parents or fighting with my brothers but like the 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 warmth of being with family or around family so like we enter like the path into the cottage and it's like pine trees and whenever smell, I smell yeah. pine trees I'm always like oh okay it's summer like I'm ready to relax put me on a beach <laughs> In the pine trees. Um, but my with me, like, my mom, um, when she buys uh, laundry detergent, is always, like, we stick with one for a long time, and if she switches it, she's like, is this okay? And she's so great about it. She just, because she knows, like, I there's certain things I can't do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think scents are so complex. I think it's just, like, pieces of certain scents that have, like, connected. Yeah. And, like, it in other things like that body wash maybe i smell it in that laundry detergent or the laundry detergent like it reminds you of clean clothes or like warm clothes out of the dryer or like sometimes a scent can like turn into a physical reaction yeah which yeah (laughs) clearly clearly (laughs) um but that's my biggest trigger is is scents and uh and then that's one that like full-blown like i don't even have to be in a bad mood and just flips me but then the the sounds is if i'm already in a bad spot it just flips a switch and i'm like there goes all hope of me having a good time no pun intended Uh um i also have a thing with light i have very sensitive eyes i'm a photographer so i'm always looking at light but there's something about like like right now we're sitting under an overhead light in my kitchen and i hate it like I hate overhead lights so much. I'm constantly yelling at Phil to turn off the overheads because soft light just calms me down. And so like in our living room, we have like twinkle lights essentially that I use as lighting over like the harsh fluorescent lights. I honestly, like when we find a home, I'm going to knock on wood. Hopefully that happens sometime in the next five years. Maybe not with this market, but when we do find a home, like I want to put those lights in that can be dimmed because yeah. I don't mind overhead lighting, but I need to be able to control the 
like how bright it is because I, I get like overwhelmed by forget just that you don't even need dimming switches do the smart lights and you just say hey fancy machine over there turn <laughs> on name we can't say because yeah. we're not sponsored <laughs> turn on this light like my bedroom lights are that way and you can pick the color and oh, then pick uh, the brightness yeah because I definitely like I le- like we have literally right now I can point over to our cabinets we yeah, have under lighting I know it's so bright in here but we have under lighting and I only leave that on and I don't like to turn on the overhead light unless I'm doing like a project on this table and I need the light for it but like I literally it's the weirdest thing Phil yells at me all the time he's like what and I'm like no I can't I can't watch this show I can't I can't work right here I can't I'm uncomfortable the lights on and like what a weird statement I never realized that I didn't like overhead lighting until like I started hanging out in places that had lamps in like and accent lighting because I grew up with ceiling fans with lights right yes me too like now I love it like my room I have a lamp and then I have like lights under my bed and I put them on candlelight and I dim them and I'm like this is so comforting you know it's so funny growing up my dad would always say like oh um (laughs) your eyes are gonna get strained if you're reading in low light And so he would constantly turn the lights up. And then the lights in the kitchen are, like, so bright. And now whenever I go to the house, I, like, dim all of the lights in the whole place. I'm going to go down. (laughs) I'm like, nope, I'm overwhelmed. I'm like, this is too much. It's crazy. Yeah, light, soft light makes Yeah, and it's it's not related to sunlight. Like, I don't have any issue with it being bright sunlight outside. I have no issue that it's it's entirely fluorescent. Yeah. Yeah. The white. Yes, yeah, because... I don't have a problem with the warm bulbs. Like, I try to put those in everywhere in our house. But, like, yeah. Them smart bulbs. Guess I'm going to... Okay, hey, I'm smart investing. machine. Prime right, day is coming list. up. Yep. I'm not... Just take my money. Just take yeah. it. I always buy more. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, triggers are... I mean, everyone has triggers. And you... It t- yeah. t- taking the time to process what your triggers are is important yeah learn your triggers so then when it happens you're like that's why yeah like yes exactly and like in therapy like therapists and say like you don't avoid th- like avoidance is bad yeah but sometimes like for me i've had a therapist be like okay so you tried bringing that back and it's not working don't you, use yeah it. You, you can get a different body wash i'm not yeah it's like i'm not gonna yeah. not wash my body <laughs> Well, because I I love going to restaurants and having a drink and I love food. Like I love, love, love food. And so I need to be able to go to these restaurants, be social with my friends, eat some food, have a drink and not feel like I'm going to like completely freak out the whole time. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's important to like, okay, maybe, maybe that means I sit at a table that's in the back corner. So away from the door. So there's not like constant noise coming in and out. Or if you're in a booth towards the window, so you're not, maybe I need to face away. Like, honestly, sometimes it helps if I face away from whatever the noise is, because then I'm just focusing on whatever I'm looking at. You can't see what's going on. Yeah. Cause if I see it, I get distracted. I immediately like tune into it. If I'm looking, I'm like, Oh, what's happening over there? I need to know. And so there are ways to like cope, but I can't remember. I don't, it's not that I can't. I just don't want to remove going to these restaurants for my life. And I shouldn't have to either. No. Like, there are ways to sort of, like, meet in the middle. Take care of yourself, but then also be able to live your life. I was going to say 100%. <laughs> I saw your mouth, like, catch it. <laughs> Number 11 of this episode. <laughs> but um, we'll go, because we can talk about triggers forever. Um, moving on to... What's kind of we kind of detailed some some topics and uh, this is about being in your emotion and not running from it and like I just said avoidance accepting that you're depressed or that you're anxious and sitting with it yeah sort of like taking a minute I think I think there's two sides to that because I think there's giving yourself permission to feel your feelings first of all. Like, you're having these feelings. You might not know why. It's okay regardless. Like, think about it. Sit with it. Breathe it in. Because any emotion is, like, you're alive. You're feeling something. You're alive. But, like, on the flip side, if you're depressed, you don't 
have to wallow in it. I think there's like a difference between like acknowledging it and like not being scared of it and just like calling out like I'm really sad right now and you know what I'm going to be sad for a little bit. I'm going to let myself be sad. And then there's the opposite of that of like wallowing and not trying to pull yourself out or change your mind. And I, I think I want to say that in a different way. Uh, yeah, I think I think I'm saying it wrong, but my my thing is that like sometimes I need escapism. Sometimes I need to just sleep yeah, it yeah. off. And I I need to escape from whatever I'm feeling. So sometimes I need to read or watch something. Um, Which, yeah, you don't... Yeah. So, like, my way of saying it is you... It took me years to figure out how to sit with it and yeah. be with it and accept it. Um, and, I mean, it, it's who I am. But, like, with the depression, like, if you can't get out of it, that's a problem. Right. If you've made it to a point where you know what you have like major depressive disorder like i have times when i can't get out of it so sitting in it too long is a bad thing yes yeah um and if you don't have the power to get out sometimes someone needs to reach down and give you a lifeline uh for me now i've thought about this for so long in so many different ways that i know when i'm in it too long and then I know when I just need to sit for a moment and not yeah. tr- not try to push myself out of it because it would be too exhausting to at the moment. Like, just let myself feel. Or not try to fix it. Like, I, I'm a fixer. Yeah, no, And sometimes I feel like I need to fix it. And sometimes you don't. Sometimes you just, like, you're feeling the way you're feeling. And you just need to let yourself cry. Like, tonight, your drive oh, home, you my. need to let yourself cry. Yep. You need to let yourself feel what you need to feel. Get it out. I'm going to forget to text you when I get home. <laughs> I always ask Julie to text me when she gets home to make sure she got there safe. Cause... I would always ask Abby, but she doesn't come to my house. <laughs> you live so far. But you come here, reverse, actually. Reverse, reverse. Okay, fine. I'm fine. But she does forget to text me all the time, and then I have to text like an hour later and be like, I'm going to assume you're alive. I'm just going to blanket statement oh yeah sorry (laughs) but like tonight you're gonna forget because you're you're sitting in your emotion you need to take this minute to like embrace it but I also know that when you get home you have like a support system waiting for you you're gonna walk in the door you're gonna hug your dog you're gonna hug your mom you're gonna like sit down on the couch and watch something what time is it she gonna be in bed (laughs) okay so maybe it'll just be the dog but I'm, yeah, not, like, yeah, I'm, I'm not, not going home to an empty house. Right. I'm not worried that you're going to stay in that space. Yeah. Know? I'm going to, I've accepted that I need to feel it. I want to feel it right now. Um, which is a weird, I want to go back to that's a weird thing to say. Yeah. It's like, because the way we think about mental health is still so effed up. But like saying, I want to feel this. I'm being, no, I, I know I need to be in this emotion right now because if I don't, it's just gonna sit over me like a dark cloud and just follow you around yeah so i'm gonna let myself feel it i've got my mental health playlist i think there's also like when i was in like a dark spot i mean i was really upset like all the time crying and like couldn't figure out why but i also was like very numb so yeah we could do like seven right like we could do like a million episodes on being numb which we will because it's disassociating right like you're you're like checked out so like sometimes when I need to just like feel something now I am okay with that and I like embrace the emotion because I would rather have the emotion and get it out than to be numb and not be feeling anything like when I wasn't like I had like a photo exhibit and I was like happy and excited and I got everything ready for it I don't know how I did that I literally we're gonna do an episode on like like lost memories at some point because there's Ooh, like yeah memory loss and mental yeah health there's huge. like so many things that I remember wrong or just whatever the point is that I was so numb at that time that like I should have been over the moon that was my first photo exhibit and looking back like I know I was happy but it was like dull it was like a dull happy kind of like what you talked about in episode one about like the Taylor Swift mm-hmm. tickets that you got like it's like, I should be happy. I should be happy right now. So, like, why? It's not that I'm sad or upset. I'm just not feeling fully. And sometimes I would rather be upset and feeling something and know that I'm, like, in those emotions and processing those emotions than to feel nothing because that was scarier than anything else. Oh, yeah, the, the, the feeling everything and nothing at the same time. 
Right. Um, the nothing is the, the scary part. Right. Yeah. Because you're like, it's so hard to even explain when you're not in it. And then when you're in it, you don't have the energy to explain it. And you don't want to explain it because you're like, oh, no one should know. Yeah, because it's like, oh, that's really dark. Hush, I don't want to bring anyone else down. Like, <laughs> Which is why we're doing this mental health podcast, because everyone should be talking about it. But, okay, did you ever watch um, that Netflix episode? I think it's called One Day at a Time. Well, not episode, but TV show, One Day at a Time. No, you told me to watch it. And I okay, so it's it's so good. It's like a, a modern sitcom, essentially. Um, like 30-minute episodes. Uh, Super LGBTQ friendly, right? Yeah, for sure. Yes, it is. But the mom also, she's a veteran. And I made Phil watch an episode with me because I, it's so funny because the show is rather light. It's actually like a very light, funny, it's hilarious. It's really fun. It's very easy to watch. And they cover so many topics. But one of the episodes, like there's a section where the mom is experiencing depression and um, they're of like Hispanic descent or something. And they her mom the main character's mom doesn't believe in medication and so she like hesitates so the grandmother doesn't believe in medication the the mother like hesitates to take them because she feels like it makes her weak she's like oh if I take medicine I'm not I should I just need to handle this on my own and so someone tells her to like record herself when she's in a really depressed state and she ends up sleeping like 24 hours or something she sleeps like through the day and she's like in it was the first time I'd ever seen like a visual representation of depression that felt real. Like a lot of times they'll be like, oh, he's depressed and he's just like moping. Yeah, or, it's the, what actually happens. Yeah, and it's like it showed kind of like the underbelly of it without getting too graphic. And she records herself and her thoughts while she's in bed and having that really dark moment. And the next day she takes her meds. And then a few days later, she finally sits down and she listens back on her. I'm literally giving myself goosebumps oh talking my God, about this is. because she listens back to it and she's shocked at her own thinking. Like she like she's it's almost like she's years in the future now. And like, oh, that's another version of me. Like, I, 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 I don't even remember being like that because it's true. Like when you're in that dark space, you cannot explain it to someone else what's happening and you also don't have the energy to even like record it for yourself all you want to do is survive it and then on the other side of it you're like oh everything's fine i'm okay that was just a blip it's okay and to actually like back hear yourself or look back so like what i've been trying to do is like when i'm in a really bad spot i try to write something down i'm exhausted i don't want to but i try so hard to write something down because reading it later it's almost like it proves to myself that it was real and that it was serious because yeah, it's yeah. so easy to be like brush it off afterwards and be like, oh, no, that was a fluke. It's fine. But like sometimes we need to like tell ourselves it's real. And so, yeah, I, I highly suggest I you go watch, watch that episode because it like blew my mind. I think I watched it like four times in a row because I was just shocked at how real it was on like a sitcom of all shows like i will 100 percent check it out because representation matters yeah also that show is just amazing they canceled it after like three seasons and i cried i literally cried they always cancel the best shows i know i'm so upset <laughs> but uh, i go off what you're like i for some reason always if i'm in a bad spot like that's when i'm most creative and that's when i write and i only usually write about how I'm feeling mm. um and that's just for me no one else reads it I think I, I said that in my intro I, was yeah, like, I mean I write for myself no one else has to read it nope, you know it's just for me um and there's no profound ideas that will shock the world but it's little breakthroughs for me um and that's how I've healed yeah but uh yeah I I want to Maybe next time I'm I'm in a dark spot, if I remember, I'll kind of record myself. Even just like a voice recording. So like, I'm used to hearing my voice now because of this, so I can do that. (laughs) Set up a whole podcast setup and, uh, (laughs) no. But for real, like taking a voice recording and then just playing it back to yourself later and even just hearing like the inflection in your voice or like how down or like, you know, the, you can hear so much in someone's voice 
that like like I would never be able to take a video because half the time I look like I like crawled out of a hole and like I would just be like so embarrassed to even like watch a video of myself but I think next time I'm going to try to like record myself which knock on wood again and thankfully like my medication's in a good spot that I I haven't had those dark moments in yeah, a while. Yeah, you've done the work that you're able to. Right, like I'm 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 okay on the depressive side of things. It's the panic attacks that I still got to work on. Hey. One day at a time. Yes. <laughs> now we're plugging the TV show. Yeah, that's all right. It's canceled. Netflix, sponsor us. Please. I need money. <laughs> um, but I think yeah, just a reminder to be in your emotions um, and allow it to happen. Don't but be scared. It's okay. Don't be scared of being scared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Feel everything because emotions are, emotions, I can't speak again, are so important. And I used to hate my anxiety and my depression, but I wouldn't be me without them. And my brain is built a certain way and I am thankful for who I am it's a journey it is a journey and your triggers will change over time like the triggers you have right now you might overcome them and Mm -hmm. then you you might discover new triggers like I'm experiencing that right now so it's I think just being aware of them being okay with feeling your feelings and being aware of what brings those feelings on or what helps those feelings go away maybe we'll do a um instagram story with like one of the question boxes and people can put their triggers and we can share them like the anonymous that's a great idea share your triggers so you know you're not alone everyone has different no you might think your trigger is weird hell i just told you there's a body wash that sends me into a panic attack (laughs) maybe writing it anonymously and not sharing it will help you yeah, and then you'll be able to see the triggers that other people experience and how mundane they can be. They can be a body wash. They can be walking into a room with fluorescent lighting. Like Everyone has their own little battle in yep. each moment. And it's okay. Yeah. And we're all learning from each other. So it's nice that we have this podcast that's creating, hopefully, a bit of a community for people to feel not so alone and start... Uh, recognizing that other people are experiencing the same thing and then help us help everyone else sort of normalize the conversation around mental health. Um, Thank you for joining episode three. I can't believe we're on episode three. I know. I'm loving this so much. Um, As always, please give us some feedback. Give us uh, your thoughts Give us any, your triggers when we post that. Yeah, your your tips, um, any stories. We are welcoming any uh, stories or experiences from any of our listeners. You don't have to put your name in it. We won't say your name if you don't want us to. Um, but I think it's good to normalize that everyone is feeling these feelings and experiencing these things in life in different ways. And the more we share them with each other, the more uh, comfortable we get with these types of conversations. Thank you all. Thank you. See you in episode four. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at livelaughlorazepam and slide into our DMs to share your story or provide feedback. Make sure you subscribe.